Hello and welcome to the 10 out of 10 podcast. My name is Adam Williams and I've got another episode of this series for you. This episode was actually recorded towards the end of last summer with a great friend of mine, the charming, interesting and patient Mike Wickens. I look up to Mike and I look up to people that look up to Mike, which says a lot about the man. It was only right then that the theme for this episode was the big picture. To be a sporting champion, you've got to see the whole perspective, not just your view in the arena. In hearing from Mike, I hope that you can join me in learning to be a bit better in this area. If I can take a moment to be vulnerable, one of the reasons that this episode has taken such a long time for me to release is because I wanted to do a series of 10 episodes and for this episode to be the last one. However, there are some issues with doing that. Firstly, I shouldn't have limited my goal and I shouldn't have set out with the end in mind. Podcasting is something that I really enjoy and as a result of enjoying it, I've become a lot better and done different types of podcasts. You become better by jumping and making mistakes along the way. But if you don't jump, you could be practicing behind the scenes for a lifetime searching for perfection that you're never going to get. So in the spirit of this week, I should have released this earlier. But I'm glad that I haven't released it until now because then I would have been preaching something to you that I didn't fully understand until I've been through that learning process. The other problem with releasing this episode so late is that some of the stuff that Mike and I were talking about is a little bit out of date. But who wouldn't want to be transported back in time to the summer of 2020? Before you walk away after that quite appalling sales pitch, I stick around and listen because Mike shares some quite incredible stories and I hope that you love them just as much as I do. Enjoy this one. This week we are looking at seeing the bigger picture and I am very lucky to be joined today by Mike Quickens. How are you, Mike? I'm very well, thank you. Can you give us just a bit of an introduction? Of course, you're interested in sport. You're someone that I, I respect and I respect your opinion as well. Um, and I, you're a, a great friend of mine and my family, but can you just give uh, me and the audience a bit of an introduction as to your sporting gr- background, perhaps, uh, and not necessarily just playing, but also your, your watching days as well, um, and, and what it means to you. Yeah, I come from Sussex, uh, and I, I spent the first 40 years of my life in Sussex. So I, I had a great fondness for Sussex County cricket and Brighton and Albion football, and they became great passions of mine through the years, and I watched them as often as I could. Um, when, when we moved away, uh, we moved to, to Bath and ran a pub which curtailed my playing activities but uh, in order to get around that I, I started a, a pub cricket team um, so I was able to play a bit in Bath but then when we came to, to Worcester uh, 20 years ago I decided that uh, I needed to hang up my, my pads unfortunately but, uh, uh, still a great spectator you know I, I, I love watching the game uh, watch Brighton as often as possible when they're in the area uh, Sussex, I, I don't get to Sussex very often. I'm a life member of Sussex, but I don't get there so much now. But uh, now I've retired, so perhaps things will change slightly. 
absolutely it it opens up a new door and and you go down to Worcester cricket ground a fair bit as well don't you yes I do it's a, it's a lovely ground and it's just great to uh, just to, to be on a cricket ground uh, I always feel at home it's just such a, a lovely place to be cricket fans they they often talk about the sound of of the ball coming off the batters being the most attractive thing is it that or is it is it more than that is it just the people that you're around the day out or what is it that draws yourself to cricket hmm. obviously it's the, the four-day game that uh, i'm attracted to because i i appreciate the, the great skills involved in the game uh, I, i'm not so keen on on the one-day slogs uh, because the um, correct cricket shots go out the window and uh, there's a lot of razzmatazz involved which to me isn't in keeping with the game however they have to do it to uh, to keep the money rolling in and get bums on seats as it were that's more of an entertainment uh, decision that has gone on there uh, quite yes i mean i and also uh, you know you take a newspaper you have a beer or a cup of tea and it's just just so relaxing and forget about everything else Definitely, and and like like you say, the the four day series, it's very much about longevity and understanding um, the game as a whole, rather than uh, just in that moment trying to get off as many shots as you can without, like you say, as many skills. And and that 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 is very much in keeping with uh, the trait that we're looking at today, and that is understanding the bigger picture. Well, I think the the, the one-day game does require a great deal of skill, less less um, less conventional, should we say? Yeah. Um, when when did that that come in? Because I I remember, um, ironic, ironically enough, they were talking about it in the Formula One commentary. Um, they were talking about bringing uh, bringing in a different format to qualifying and comparing it to. Uh, the one-day cricket versus the the, the four-day cricket. Um, was it fairly recently? Well, the one-day game. Oh no, no, it it started in about 1963, but as a 60-over format. Um, and then over the years, they've experimented with different uh, numbers of overs. Uh, they've tried 40, 50, and and of course now 20. But the, the latest idea is to have a hundred balls. So uh, I think it's. 15 six ball overs and then a 10 ball over as well okay uh, <laughs> so it's uh, I mean I used to play 20 over cricket uh, for my club but as an evening game as a, just a, to break the week up I suppose it means that you can fit it in a lot easier when you're playing um, but but yeah uh, the longer the longer term cricket game is is more traditional and like you say uh proper cricket if you will I, I i hate to use that term but yes that's the way no, i feel you you say exactly how you feel mike with that i i know that you're interested in other sports you did mention brighton um you've you've also got walking i know that you're interested in we were talking before we started and you you even helped me uh with my roots and that's very much linked to what we're talking about and that is seeing the bigger picture the way that i look at it is and, and you can correct me or, or give me your opinion, but I see it, if, if you're a, a, a top athlete in your sport, 
you're often looking for puzzle pieces and the more puzzle pieces that you get the the greater understanding of the game that you're trying to play that you will be getting um, and therefore the easier it, it will get and the better you will be um, what do you think uh, is the importance uh, of, of the big picture well yeah I, I'm a <laughs> I'm going to keep slightly contrary um, having said what I said about the, the, the one day cricket uh, format I'm, I'm in full admiration of the, the England one day setup. I think they're incredible. Their mindset, you know, they, they, they go on courses, they assault courses, they, they have big team building exercises, and they're very focused, very team focused. Um, and even somebody like Ben Stokes, he, he um, is a fantastic, phenomenal player. And every generation, one of them comes along. And you know, when I was a child, it was. Garfield Sobers and then Ian Botham, Freddie Flintoff, currently Ben Stokes. And they're, they're such talented players, but so focused on the team ethic. You know, the mindset is absolutely incredible. I've, I've recently read uh, Ben Stokes' book, and he obviously touches on his innings and his bowling, but it's, it's more about playing as a team. And that, that's what I really appreciate you think about almost all sports and there will be a team around you even in in, in so-called individual sports like tennis or boxing there will be a team around you and understanding how the people around you tick and and, and getting the best out of them will always allow you to uh, unlock new potential and performance within your game yes when 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 he's when he got that century to win the, the that match the ashes match last year, he, he, he didn't acknowledge the fact that he'd scored a century because he was still focused on getting to the target. And he celebrated at the end rather than when he got his century, which was, you know, so, so incredible. It's never over until the, the fat lady sings. Um, and that, that's, never, that's never more true in, in live sport because anything can happen. Um, and I'm sure he's learned that over the years. And maybe he has celebrated too early in the past because he he had a great summer last year because of of course there was the ashes but he um, his catch was one of the main things that went towards England winning the cricket World Cup last year as well right that's right yeah um, and then he, uh, I think it was about three years ago he had that unfortunate um, episode in Bristol uh, where, where he was arrested uh, and he he was at an all-time low but um, he's certainly picked himself up since since then and everybody seems to have forgotten about that now i was reading about that and also about what's going on with him right now where uh, he's not looking like he'll be in the england squad in the near future because he's gone back to where he grew up in new zealand to see his family because there's something going on i'm not exactly sure what but it was due to personal issues and of course family has to come before sport and him showing that understanding at, at the age of 29 shows how how far he's come because um, I'm sure he wasn't thinking of the, the bigger picture so much so on that night in Bristol. It's not always easy to under the influence of alcohol. But I think from those those lows, he, he he's gained more puzzle pieces, if you will. Uh, so that that's certainly an exciting prospect for England. And I think... It's great that England have allowed him to go off and, and make sure that he, he's going to be 
supporting his family in their time of need. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, a couple of the England players have had time off for um, childbirth this summer. You know, it's, it's great that the way the way they can just be given time to go and spend with their families. But, um, I, I was in, it's very. That's why I was very surprised about Joffre Archer uh, breaking the, the COVID rules and uh, going home to visit his family um, because that's not what I would what I would have expected from any of the team. But Joffre Archer is very young. Yeah. He'll learn, I guess. Um, yeah, they have this great squad mentality now that the England squad is is um, contracted, and uh, you, you you rarely see them on, on the county grounds now. It, you know, if you go to to Worcester New Road, and you, you rarely see an England player because they're they're always tied up with England. If they're not playing, they're still together training doing the sort of courses <laughs> that sort of thing these courses are they are they uh sports psychology sort of courses exactly exactly yes they, they have a lot of yeah, sports psychologists involved now that is that is so important uh because every everyone else is going to be doing it with the technology and and the the understanding of science that that we're gaining each and every year um if you're if you're not using uh that edge uh someone else will have that over you but there's all there's also the aspect of the media and politics outside and inside the sport and whether a player or, or, or someone involved in the game chooses to be involved in those things um, it's some it might be something that they're interested in it it almost energizes them once they they get back because it, it gives them something else to think about other than cricket or football or, or what have you well well yeah as, as long as they they don't forget that they are in the entertainment industry basically and they are there to entertain us however professional the, the game is they're still entertainers that is true and it's it's getting that balanced right um because some have been arguing that Yes, it is entertainment, but also it, it should be educational because these athletes are looked up to by not just people that are younger, but also people that are adults as well. For example, in football matches, all of the players are, are taking the knee before the match. I think that that's a good united approach. It's not taking anything away from the game, but at the same time, it's, it's raising awareness and it's not just football. Oh, I think it's really important, yeah. As you say, particularly with younger people, uh, I think um, where, where Ben Stokes's modesty um, shone through when he accepted the Sports Personality of, of the Year award, uh, and every time he's interviewed, it, it just comes across that you know he, he, he's not a big head. He, he may look arrogant on the field, but he, that's just the way he plays. And uh, off the field, he, he's such a modest man which I'm in great admiration of. Uh, the, on the field now, cricket is very aggressive. There's a lot of um, lot of verbal uh, confrontations going on, and uh, I can't say I'm a big fan of that, but it is part of the game now. Yeah, definitely, and it's not just cricket. Um, and I suppose there's more on the line, so it, it will encourage uh, tensions to rise, but that's where those that can hold their nerve uh, will rise to the top. Yes. And, and moments like, like Ben Stokes not celebrating, um, even when he's pulled off wondrous uh, actions in, in the game, until he and the team have completed the job, yes. 
Putting your people's well-being above everything else is essential for every team in order for them to succeed. As we were saying here, England cricket team clearly know this. And it's what I spoke to Jimmy about with Toto Wolff's philosophy for leadership. This story of Ben Stokes reminds me of another Ben, uh, Ben Foster, when he was in the England football squad and Fabio Capello was the manager. Foster drove to the hospital from the England camp to see his wife and newborn baby, but then was called that evening by Capello's assistant to return to camp and to play for England in the second half of the match that was the following day. Foster returned for the pride of playing for England, but Capello didn't even play him, and it was almost as though he was punishing Foster for putting his family above football. This resulted in Foster retiring from international football while Capello was still the manager. And that would have been a huge loss to the England team. But that's just one case. It makes you wonder during these years how much performance from the team was lost while players were not treated as well as they could have been. Yes, I know they get paid millions of pounds. And I know that playing for England should be an honour. But you really have to think about these details and the people involved if you want to perform in such a high-level environment. Mike then made reference to some of the other sporting champions that have inspired him over the years. Lewis Hamilton, who I, I've written about for this week's um, trait of seeing the bigger picture, he, he definitely gets... Um, described as being arrogant in the media and and like you say it's kind of on the pitch uh, or, or on the track for him that he does have that action but in interviews and away from the track he does seem to have have less arrogance i i seem to to see um so there there are a lot of similarities between him and ben stokes um Again, he's been one of those those outspoken people uh, politically trying to make a difference uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Whether, whether you're for or against that, um, you, you've got to admire the fact that he's trying to make a change. But at the same time, it's not taking away from his performance. I, I, I certainly think um, Lewis is more popular these days than, than he used to be. Um, in his early days, uh, uh, Jensen Button was around at the same time, and obviously Jensen, Jensen Button came across as this you know, lovely guy, and, and people always compared the two, I think, which which didn't go in Lewis's favour. But um, I think in recent years, people have realised that he is a true champion, and um, that he, he does come across well in interviews, I think. He has that very, very calm demeanour, which is obviously necessary to be a Formula One driver. You, you you can't be too hot-headed, or else you end up end up off the track. It, yeah, he certainly does acknowledge his fans, doesn't he? After the races, and uh, you know appreciates the team he's got around him. I, I don't know how many there are on the team. Some, something like two hundred, isn't it altogether? It's almost a thousand. Is it? <laughs> they probably got the similar technology and and resources uh, to get a rocket into space and they've certainly got got the the people with the right the right degrees if you like and and understanding for that 
is really important for a figurehead like Lewis or Michael Schumacher was was similar back in the day in in terms of energizing the teams. Um, Michael Schumacher was really good. Actually, he didn't just know the team members' names. He knew the the names of the partners of each person in the team. Oh, oh, that's fantastic. So, so he would he would make sure he was in the factory asking, and he'd know when the kids were going back to school. Oh, I love that. That sort of attention to detail that that really galvanizes the team around you doesn't it Mm, of course it does some drivers they just turn up to drive the car as fast as they can but drivers like hamilton schumacher senna did it back in the day that there was more than that there it, it was working with the team it was working outside to make the sport a a bigger and better one and make the world a bigger and better place there's there's certainly a lot that you can learn from from people like that and just just in terms of being able to work within a team no i used to be proud of the fact i had eight people in my team and i could name all their partners and children but that's only eight (laughs) you had the same mentality by by the sounds of it or, or just the same approach it's not even in in a selfish way so that you could get the best out of them. It, it's because you genuinely care about those people. The, the benefits that come along with that are obviously endless because if, if you appreciate the people around you, they, they will appreciate you and, and, and run for you. Exactly, yes, yes, exactly. You may be a huge fan of Schumacher's now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I write about him in this this series as well, and uh, some of the things that he 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 does and and he did it it brought the professionalism in the sport to another level. Something about Lewis that that some have questioned is his commitment to the sport because he he does so many other things. So he's got uh, a line with Tommy Hilfiger where he he designs his fashion brand. There he's featured on Christine Aguilera's. Uh, yeah, she's done a song with him, and he does all sorts of different things around the world, weird and wonderful, but he comes back to the track and performs. Yeah, why, sh- why, sh- why shouldn't he do that? It's unnecessary criticism, isn't it? Because it, it doesn't distract him from, from the job in hand. I mean, we, we all have other uh, distractions, but uh, as long as you get on with the job in hand, that's all that matters. Humans naturally want to put other people in boxes, don't they? Uh, like if... And and you could even accuse me of doing it within this series that if you want to become a champion, you need to do A, B, C. But there's there's a lot more to that than just following certain steps because everyone is going to be different and will perform better in different environments. And that's where England cricket, going back to that, that they've done so well in understanding different people's situations and allowing them to do what they need to do family-wise, because that's the bigger picture. They know that if they're, they're doing well with the simple things like family, then when it comes to the things that they enjoy, like cricket, they, they will be on song when they get they get back and, and perform to the best of their ability. Bigger picture, um, Brighton's new signing, Adam Lallana. I mean, it, it, it's a great signing, um, England international, obviously. Um, but not just for his his on field performance, but he, he's he's worth the same amount of money off the field apparently because of his his selflessness and uh, encouraging uh, younger squad members along. And 
apparently he's renowned for that, which which is which is great. I'm really pleased with with him as a signing. It shows the Liverpool are in a good place if they can be losing him. Yeah, sure. He wasn't didn't have a regular spot, did he, in the Liverpool team? I don't think so, but. But still, his influence within the team, if rumours are to be correct, you, you'd imagine that that was, would be something that you want about. Then again, Jurgen Klopp is someone that, that's not, not going to be accused of failing to rouse the truth. No. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that, that's brilliant for Brighton, though. Uh, Pereira is a player to watch. He, he certainly did well in the Championship. It'll be whether he can step it up in the Premier League. Uh, but... Well, I think we got him from Sporting Lisbon, but I just, I just hope that once again he sees the bigger picture. In, in that it's not just about him. Although he's great for the team, that there needs to be other people. I think he's, he knows that in that he's not always going for goal and he's created more than he's uh, scored in terms of goals. Uh, you just hope that he continues that into the Premier League. Yeah, so while we're still on the subject of um, appreciating the team around you, I think a big person to highlight is Andy Murray because uh, he, he, he is always full of praise for his team. Uh, and he's, it's, it's important to him that women are recognised as an equals. And I, I just love him. I think he's great. Um, he, he used to come across badly in interviews, but I think the, the public love him now, especially after he, he won Wimbledon, and uh, it certainly changed his life. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah. They kind of got used to him in the same way that you get uh, to know a friend or a family, but also he's got a really dry sense of humour that I like. He has, yes, yes. So, yeah, it, and... As you say, he he's made a difference, not just on on the court, but away from from the stadium, if you like. Um, and he's also shown shown a lot of grit uh, and and mental strength in in terms of getting through that back injury, and getting back to playing. He may not be um, up at the highest level as he was before, but he's certainly still competing and and loves the game as much as he ever did. So. You're completely right in, in, in giving him a mention uh, as we speak about this subject. Yeah, he has been unlucky with his injury. But, uh, comes with the job, I suppose. Uh, Greg Rutherford. Greg Rutherford is another one I'd like to uh, to recognise as well. Um, particularly at the 2012 Olympics, when when he won his gold medal on that sat was it Super Saturday or Super Sunday? I can't remember. Super Saturday, Super Saturday. but uh, yeah, he, he, he could hardly speak, but he, he was full of praise for everybody around him, and uh, he was so emotional, and it was just an incredible interview, if you ever see that. Yeah, I know the one that you mean, and that, what, what a day that was. It was, it was him, Jess Ennis, and Mo Farah, that, and, and I, don't, I don't think I'd ever forget those three names it shows a lot about a person the fact that they they win such a huge personal achievement but it's not just him and he recognizes that what was the phrase during the olympics it was something like uh, inspire a generation wasn't yes it? yes it's incredible to see and, and inspiring because it shows that um as humans, we are capable of incredible things. Of course, these are supreme athletes, 
but at the end of the day they are still humans and and that's what we sometimes forget yeah you, you see you see these uh, individual guys when they play for a team you, you recognize the ones that appreciate the team around them it's it, by their their emotions or their reactions in, in the Ryder Cup for instance or or the Olympics you know tennis players playing in the Olympics and I think the characters really shine through that. And, and, and I, another person I'd like to mention is Howard Webb, the, the referee. Um, when, when Matthew, my son, was uh, I can't remember, about 11 years old, I think it was, we, we, he was mascot for Brighton against Crewe. And um, it, it wasn't until Howard Webb became famous that Matthew had this picture on his bedroom wall. I, I realised it was... Howard Webb that refereed that day, um, and then and then and then later on when, when he was working at the Worcester Warriors Stadium, uh, Howard Webb came and did a, one of those in, those um, presentation evenings uh, Q and A, uh, sausage and chips thrown in, and uh, I, I said to Matt, why don't you take your picture off your wall and get see if Howard Webb will sign it for you. And not only did Howard Webb sign it, but he remembered the, the game. He remembered the scoreline. He, he remembered everything about the day. And that's that's My that's a few years after he's refereed in World Cup finals, blah blah blah. And he remembered this League One lower lower League One game from several years ago. So he must log everything. You know, absolutely incredible. I hadn't heard that story. That, that's incredible yeah and it it shows the attention to detail from exactly yes him. even though he's not competing he's still having to perform at the best level and will be under immense criticism at all times from all sides you know it's all part of the bigger picture isn't it recognizing yeah every detail definitely and also taking the time to speak to matt in that moment exactly yeah Yes, he was there for a talk, but, but a lot of people would have been there and, and done a disappearing act as soon as the microphone had dropped. And maybe, maybe not stayed around for the sausage and chips that he <laughs> spoke about. <laughs> it's things like that that you remember, though. Those, those sorts of down-to-earth moments, they, they really cement... Uh, it in people's minds that actually this person isn't just someone that we we watch on television expecting to win this is a person that's a human even though it takes them down almost too from from godlike figure to human it also brings them up in terms of people's respect for them um, and as a result their influence on the game and, and and the world around them and that's something that that as we've been speaking about people need to be aware of because it's it's not just about putting the ball in the back of the net or hitting the ball as far as you can. It's about the whole puzzle, uh, the whole picture. There were some great examples there that Mike picked out. Um, and they, they were all champions that have come to be due to their recognition of the big picture. But did you think that the biggest hero was going to be Howard Webb? Nor did I. But what a story that was. I also asked Mike about the negatives that thinking too much of the big picture may bring. Here's what he had to say. 
and I, I like where this conversation ends up. You wanted to discuss the negatives as well. I, I was struggling to, to find negatives. Um, the sponsorship and advertising has got a lot to answer for. Um, and, and of course, several sports stars have hit the slippery slope, haven't they, through, through alcohol or gambling or drugs or the opposite sex. Um, I mean, George Best was a prime example. He, he was a, a genius with his feet, but he, he had his life in his hands and, and let it go. People like that, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine line, isn't it? That, that some of them are living right on the edge all the time. I, su- I suppose that's a negative. Yes, and it's, it's something that all athletes must face. Um... I, I remember listening to a podcast by LeBron James. He he did a series of podcasts for athletes to listen to on how to handle your money when you get into the big time, if you will. He experienced it himself in, in terms of being a young athlete who went from almost nothing to having a lot of money and a lot of pressures around him. And, and now he's learned about where to invest that money and things like that. It reminds me a lot of, of, of that. I know Saracens are the, the, the bad boys of English rugby at the moment, but their, their work play ethic has to be admired, I think. Um, you know, they, they do work hard, but they're allowed to play hard afterwards as well. As, and the club actually, you know, a- actively encouraged them to do that. There was that image of Alex Good, wasn't there, last, last season? Uh, he kept his kiss on for about three days after the, <laughs> after the <laughs> sort of celebrating and mixing with the fans, which, which was great. If the team encourage it, then that's all right, because they, you would hope at least that Saracens, if they're encouraging that playtime, they, they've also put the consequences in place about what happens if you do go past a certain line. And, and you do need to be disciplined as an athlete, especially if you're, you're, you're one that has to travel around the world because you, you then have to think about different time zones as well. And it is very difficult to get the right balance. So I couldn't think of many negatives either. And I think that, that you've touched upon it correctly in that there is a fine balance. I would just ask one more thing, really. and And looking at the way all these uh, people that we've spoken about and maybe not just these people but the people that you've met in in your life or even yourself um what what have you learned from all this that you put into your everyday life it doesn't need to be in a sporting context but it can definitely uh teach us a lot i know that you're going into a new phase of your life at the moment like you mentioned with your retirement um but what, what, what might you use in, in that, that respect to, to get the best out of it? Yeah, when I was at primary school, um, I, I was very keen on football, um, and, and as were all my friends. And I, I, I for about three games running, the team was picked and I was made substitute. And, <laughs> and I was very unhappy about it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, they, they should be rotating the squad. You know, <laughs> it isn't fair on me. Anyway, so I, I plucked up courage to, to speak to the teacher and, and he said that the substitute is the most important guy in the team because if somebody comes off, he has to go and slot into that person's place on the field. So you have to be adaptable and play everywhere. And um, 
late, later on when I was playing cricket, there was one particular captain who I, who I admired tremendously. And he, he, all he wanted was six stumps and 22 yards of grass. He said, as long as we've got that, we can have a game. You know, it doesn't matter. No, nothing else matters. And he, he was captain of the second team at Rottingdean. And the captain of the first team would phone me up in the morning and say, oh, one of my guys can't play today. Can you step up and play for the first team? And I'd just be fielding a long, long on both ends. I wouldn't bat, I wouldn't bowl. And it's such a different game for me. But because I was a team man, I, I, I did it, however much I hated it. So I think it, it just just highlights the importance of um, of being a team man. Well, and when I when I started the, the the team at the pub, I always made myself substitute, twelfth man, because invariably somebody would pull out of the, the the team that morning, and so I was able to step in thereby having still having a full team. Uh, and not having the suffering the embarrassment of turning up with, with less than a full team for the game. It also motivates those around you that that you value them. Yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, I I've always seen the importance of that. Um, just putting yourself last sometimes and uh, making sure everybody else is happy. Yeah, definitely. And and as a result, they're more likely to. To return the favour, particularly with sport, it's it's a you see you see it happening in front of your eyes. Whether with a work of art or a piece of music, you know, you, you listen to it or you look at it, and it, it's already completed. With with sport, you see it happening in front of your eyes. That's the great thing. And that that's why we love uh, live sport. And exactly, we never know what's going to happen. Exactly, and I think I think the the phrase that Murray Walker often use is anything can happen and often it does yeah it's good old murray yeah <laughs> Pro- process over products yeah I, d- I definitely do do see some similarities between music and sport but it goes back to the importance of a team which is is what you had uh pinpointed as something that has come out of that and i think that that is a brilliant way that that we can finish off. Um, this this podcast is going to be the last one of this series, seeing the bigger picture, and I'm glad that I could do it with you, Mike. So I, I really Thank you. appreciate that. Um, I've learned a lot, uh, and I've really enjoyed our conversation, as I always do with you. Me too. Thank you. The substitute is the most important guy on the team. It makes sense, doesn't it? He has to be the most adaptable. What a way to put it, and what a way to lead by example. Thank you again, Mike, for your patience and insightful words. I know that it took a while, but for all of you listening at home or wherever you might be, I hope it was worth the wait. Not that you knew you were waiting. (laughs) Don't forget to leave this podcast a rating or a review. It'll only take a few seconds, but make a big difference for me in terms of sharing this podcast with more people. I hope once again that this was a useful episode in which we could learn a little bit more about how to be a champion. My name is Adam Williams. You've been listening to the 10 out of 10 podcast on AJ on the line.